What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode in our YouTube series. And this week, we're talking to Christian Walsh with Coldwell Banker in Newport Beach. Christian's built his business around working with investors as well as selling single-family residences. We're going to take a look at his process for managing his creative output, editing his videos, how he handles his post-production. So if YouTube is something you still want to tackle in 2021, hopefully this episode will give you some ideas. Let's go. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. So this is hopefully episode two of a four-part a video series where we're interviewing agents who are doing video marketing, um, you know, creating content, putting it on YouTube, and who are doing it well. So the guests that I have on today, you know, the, the ongoing theme here is, you know, for 2021 and moving forward, what sort of trust assets are you building for your business? You can be creating regular blog content. You can be building a newsletter that, you know, stays top, uh, keeps client top of mind and stays current or keep some up to date with current events, or you could be going big on video. So the agent that I'm going to interview today, I'm super excited because the guy's sharp. He's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And um, he has a system for really putting out great high quality video con content. His name is Christian Walsh. Christian, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about who you are, how long you've been in real estate. Ricardo, great to be here. I appreciate that. That intro you gave, though, I'm not sure that was me. I think you mixed that up, but I appreciate the kind <laughs> words in there. Uh, but no, honored to be here. I feel like I've made it now that I'm on your show. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> nonsense, fun, man. Dude. Nonsense. No, dude, you're you're making things happen. And that's that's what it takes out there these days. Uh, all through 2020 and, and into 2021 here, you know, you have to uh, keep on hustling and keep on reinventing and, and pushing the envelope and you're doing that. So, yeah, um, you know, it, it's finding a, I think for a lot of us, finding a creative outlet is a good thing. That's it. That's it. You need it because, uh, the grind of, uh, adapting yep. you need that to be able to use the creative side of your brain as well. But but especially yeah, quick, in this business when we deal with rejection all day, every day, oh, right? Jeez, I know, I know. And that's actually one of the nice things about the video. So when I'm shooting it, it's just me. So nobody can reject me <laughs> when I'm shooting it. No, they can reject me by not watching it. And uh, that oh, does that's happen. That's funny. But no, so quick, quick version of, of, uh, of me and, and kind of how I got started. So I actually grew up in small town, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. My dad was a custom home builder. So I grew up uh, sweeping his job sites, uh, grew up wearing a tool belt, uh, decided I'm sick of winter and moved out to California uh, 20 some odd years ago. We, so we've always been in real estate, the family. Uh, my father ended up creating a real estate training program for realtors. Oh, wow. Um, so always been in the real estate industry. About, geez, I think it's been about 13 or 14 years ago, I got my broker's license and decided then in 2009 in the worst market, now's <laughs> the time. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. So a subprime uh, market, man. Oh, I'm telling you, that's it was no. And honestly, like starting business in that crazy market, I am absolutely not afraid of what 2022, 2023 is going to look like. Like, yeah, we can find opportunity in any market, which sounds like a future podcast. I'm inviting myself to that. <laughs> but anyway, so no, it's, um, it's, it's true, though. If you've been through that market, it, it's yeah. almost as if. Yeah, 2023 was a huge or a big curveball, but I mean, you've been through 
you've, you've been through it, right? So you yeah, know well, the challenges ahead. That's it. And that's what happened. So 2020, so March, uh, middle of March, it's been almost a year now, depending mm -hmm. on when you premiere this. Uh, I have four kids, love them to death, a beautiful wife. Uh, basically, school shuts down. My kids are at home. Then they suddenly deem real estate while we're all scrambling, trying to figure out how to what what the heck's going on. They <laughs> deem real estate non-essential for about a week and a half. So talk about scary times. But I reflected back to 2008, 2009, different, but knowing that there was a chance the market could crash. So I'm like, all right, what can I do? And I right. had been doing video, not very well, um, certainly not video that would do well on YouTube, which is something we should talk about later on in the discussion. But uh, I said, that's it. I'm going all in. I had a, more time because we weren't showing houses. Nobody was buying for a couple of months. So started doing more and more video and growing the YouTube channel. The other inspiration is my, my oldest son uh, was making fun of me. He said, hey, dad, you say you do video, but on YouTube, you have nine subscribers. I'm like, well, <laughs> He's right. <laughs> so, I'm not really doing all that well if on the, the number one video channel, I, I, nobody's watching me. So that was the other big motivation. Talk, talk uh, about pressure. Uh, yeah, exactly, right? A preteen male. Like, he, he whipped me into shape fast. So that's, that was the big inspiration. And the analytical side of me uh, dove in to learn as much as I could. I have an amazing, amazing operations director, Michelle, um, who had been pushing me to do more on <laughs> YouTube and just to help me, uh, help me fine tune it. It's always a work in progress, but I went from my nine subscribers to, to right now I have about 4,500. So I'm pretty proud of nice. that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So hold on, let's back up a second. So you got your, <laughs> you got your, you got started in the industry at, at a phenomenal time. <laughs> yeah, so right, yeah. Right around subprime. Um, yeah. Tell me about your business. How did, how did you sort of structure your business? Are you a listing agent, your buyer's agent? So how did you put that marketing hat on and how did you source your business? That's a great question. So I, having moved here at the age I did, I did not have the strong sphere that others right. may have growing up here. Right. You're starting so from scratch. I was, yeah, exactly. I was starting from scratch. And so I lucked into one of my first clients was a very smart attorney who was buying 10 properties because she knew prices were low. She wanted to buy 10 properties and hold on to those and give them to her kids one day. Wow. So I, in acquiring those, helping her acquire those 10 properties, and I met her at an open house. She honestly, she knew I was brand new, but she gave me a chance. Um, I ended up writing like 50 or 60 offers to get her those 10 oh, wow. because even though it was, it was a different market, you still had to write a lot of offers to get yeah, things totally. accepted for different reasons than today. But so I wrote all those offers. That's what piqued my interest in, uh, in the investment side of business and has influenced my business to this day. So I'm half single family, half multifamily. Um, and the influence came out of those first deals of dealing with an right. investor. I've, I've added a farm about five years ago. I finally realized farming is important. So I added a geographic farm. Uh, and that really is when I got the financial footing is when I finally added that. Before it was just kind of word of mouth, bouncing from, from referral to referral, doing open houses, hoping and praying. Um, mostly buyers in the beginning. Now my business is mostly listings. So awesome. I covered you, a lot of ground there. I don't know. <laughs> how, do you, how do you source? Have you always been sort of an analytical person by nature? How do you source your multifamily stuff? Yeah, yeah. So there's, I, I really, have, as my business is half single family and half multifamily, <laughs> the way I like to describe it is, is single family is more of an emotional appeal Yep. Whereas multifamily is more analytical. I have two, those two sides to myself as well, more analytical and creative. Uh, so that is what it, it's always been there. And I always dive in. So even if it's, if it's something creative, I'm going to dive in on it. So that's kind of 
always been a driver for me. Right. So last year, when did you start really doing video? Was that last year or, so really, or I, earlier than that? You can don't, and don't ask Michelle for it because I'll be angry, <laughs> but there's a video from, I think 2009 or 10. I can't remember exactly. So I was doing videos occasionally. I went into an REO home, shot it with um, some sort of flip camera from that time. Oh my gosh, and, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, and it talked about the 203K. So that's on one of my channels. I'm going to hide it after we oh, get off of wow. this. Oh, wow. So I was doing occasional video. Then about three years ago, started to do it more frequently, tried to hit one video a week of like one or two minute <laughs> worth of content. Um, and then it was March of 2020 when I changed how I did video, uh, doing it more frequently, longer topics. Um, so my so, videos so the, now. So the pandemic totally did, you did say, okay, let me buckle down and, and yeah. create more content. Yeah, absolutely. It, it completely shifted how I did video and really before I was just kind of eh, doing video, but <laughs> now I do video. Okay. So, so that's good. Cause a lot of, a lot of people struggle with, okay. Me look from the outside looking in, I look at the content that you produce and I'm like, okay, this guy's totally polished. He's got a system down. And you know, one of the things I talked about in a lot in, in the previous interview was the only thing, two things that we can control is our time management and our creative output. And so yeah. for me looking at you, it looks like you have a good sense of time management and you have a good sense of, you know, managing your creative output and you get the proper encouragement from, you know, the people you have around you in your business. Well, and I appreciate that. And that means I have you completely snowed. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, that's awesome. No, I appreciate that. But it is, I do, I do have to follow a calendar. So I know Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, I'm going to be shooting a video for release on Wednesday and Friday. So I will, I have a scripting process. Um, so I have a, a template I use for my scripts that make it easy for me to uh, start somewhere. And then right. I also pass that along to Michelle when she distributes the content. But um, it's, and, and what's funny too, is like my whole house knows, cause I shoot it at the house still. <laughs> my whole house knows, like my son, my kids, all my kids, except for my oldest, will be uh, playing game. They'll be gaming on their PC right. upstairs, yelling and screaming. I'll be like, all right, guys, I need 10 <laughs> minutes of quiet for this scene. And then I'm moving, moving the camera so you guys can be loud for a few minutes. So yeah, it, a time management when you have four kids it, and, and a very busy business. My fourth quarter last year was my absolute best quarter ever. Oh, that's so, awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't have guessed it in March. In March, I, I was, didn't think I'd ever <laughs> sell anything again. In, in March, everything is burning. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, that um, time management and then having the assistant, the assistance from my operations director, Michelle, that helps, but having the systems. So for me, having that templated script helps lay out the idea but then I do research on keywords. So I use keywords yeah. everywhere. I use TubeBuddy a little bit. Well, um, so, so hold on. We'll get to that part in a second. Okay. I'm curious. I'm excited <laughs> about telling you what I'm using. <laughs> I'm curious. How, how do you decide what type of content? So a lot of people get frozen. They know yeah. they should be doing more video. They've been hearing it from conferences year after year after year. But they freeze for one, maybe one of two reasons. A, I'm afraid of sounding dumb. And then B, I don't have the right technology. That's just an excuse. Yeah. And then, you know, the other one is, I don't know what to shoot. I don't know what to say. Okay. So how do you source your content? How do you decide what's going to be relevant? So I'm going to answer, you actually said three things there. Um, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give answers to all three. So as far as sounding dumb, that you sound on video the way you do in real life. So to be honest, I half jokingly say like, why don't you do video and warn people <laughs> what you're like? And <laughs> if, if they don't like you on video and of They're course, they not going to like just, you in person. That's it. And I don't want to yeah. work with you. That's it. And you will get better over time. But what is better? I mean, at the end of the day, that's you. 
So to that excuse, yes, it's uncomfortable at first, but then you'll get, you will be comfortable. Just like an open house was uncomfortable doing listing presentations, uh, showing homes, all of that's uncomfortable, but you know what? That's part of what you, you did and now you're good at it. Is it is the consistency agent? of doing it will make you better and it will make you more comfortable. Yeah, theoretically. And there's still times where I feel dumb up there, but also yeah. for me, the research into the topic, by the time I'm done researching a topic to shoot, like I know enough about it to do a video. So that was one confident. thing you said. That was exactly. That was one thing you said is, is an excuse. The other one, the technology excuse, absolutely. People will, will prepare to, well, they'll be getting ready to get ready forever. Use <laughs> your darn phone. That's what I used for the longest time. I Cam finally- Camera qualities on our phones have gotten so wildly uh, impressive, so. Yeah, and you don't, even, you don't even have to change any settings. Just like go to pro mode and, and go. <laughs> So that's, that is not an excuse anymore. So um, I, I sometimes, you know, speaking to that, I sometimes use my phone when I'm too lazy to set up my DSLR with the light boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, I just bought a lav mic that connects to the little port on my iPhone. And yes. man, it works great. That's it. That's it. They're, they're, people are overthinking the tech thing. So don't, so mm -hmm. there you go. If you can answer a phone or take a selfie, I think you've got the skill set to be able to do a video. If you're, if you're using the Motorola, what is it, Razor flip phone? Then yeah, then okay. Yeah, if, <laughs> we if, need an if, upgrade. If yeah, if the StarTech or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're still using that, boy, am I old. Um, anyway, so the tech to overcome that. Okay, so content. Are you freaking kidding me? That is not an excuse. Mm -hmm. There is so much content out there and you every day going back to doing open houses and picking up the phone and talking to people about real estate and showing houses and there is way more than enough content out there and here's the good news just like when you exercise it gets easier to do things uh same thing happens with creating video it gets easier to make the video and then same thing with the content like literally I, I'm at the point where I have so much video I want to create where I have to like pull myself back because I can barely do two videos a week. Two videos is a lot. It's a second full-time job. And I, I, but I have enough to do three, four, I could do videos every day. And it's not because I'm some genius. It's just once you start creating content, you'll see because it, people are going to ask questions in your comments. Like, your comments are, are, which I do, let's make sure we talk about comments because those are important uh, fuel to grow, to growing a, a channel, but that's also important fuel to growing your content. So, yeah, I mean, think about every escrow or every transaction you have. I'm willing to bet if you jotted the list of questions that you were asked by a buyer, by a seller, yes. even before getting to the escrow, to, to, to going into escrow, if you made a list of all the questions you got, yeah, that's just an endless amount of content that you can produce right there. Completely 100%. And here, here's an idea. Here's an action exercise that office managers will love me suggesting right now. Go ahead and call 10 past clients. Uh, ask them how they're doing. Ask them what their questions were in the transactions. What questions they have right now. Ask them if they have any refer anybody, any friends or family looking to buy or sell right now. So not only will you get some content, you'll also go ahead and potentially get a listing or two. That's awesome. So. That's super valuable. So, okay, you have this whole library of content. Um, you mentioned that you have some, you have templates. So yeah, I love templates. So I, I've spent my career around software sales, working at startups and things like that. And one of the things that my boss would always say is create an SOP for everything, literally yep. everything. Because when you hire somebody new, if you have an SOP, for those of you who don't know, just stands for standard operating procedure. We are basically creating a template so that if you ever onboard a new team member and they ask a question, how do I do this thing? Well, here's the SOP that details exactly how to do it. Yep. So I love using templates. I use templates for drip campaigns. I, I use templates in my own marketing. Sounds like you use templates in, in your process. What do those templates look like? What do they consist of? So actually, I got the inspiration um, from uh, Justin at Primal Video. 
have a channel on YouTube and that's a, a there's a lot, he has a lot of good stuff there. His channel is about uh, creating content on YouTube. Um, and one of his things was, was talking about his workflow for creating videos. And I early on, I said, you know what, I better come up with some sort of effective workflow. Yeah. And that's, that's how the template fits into it. Um, and then it's, it takes it like the template and the, is part of the workflow. So it takes it from blank template all the way through to Michelle posting the video on YouTube. Awesome. It's, it has the description that goes underneath. It has all the links. It has the, the keywords. It has the hashtags. Everything <laughs> is in awesome. there. And I don't have to remember because for a while I was forgetting to put hashtags. And well, it's if like, you're working well, by memory, you're going to forget something along yeah. the way. Yeah, I'm not going to forget to ha to put in hashtags when there's a few sample ones right there on the template and I just have to modify them slightly. Yeah. So. Awesome. So you mentioned some tools. Okay, you you show up, you record, you have your, your sort of script or template that you're working off of. What does your post-production process look like? How much time do you spend actually editing your videos um, once you have it shot and recorded? Yeah. So I, the short answer is I spend way too much time on videos. <laughs> That's it. And you could ask my wife that she would agree, but it's uh, funny, but you don't have to, so you don't have to do what I do. So don't let that become a fourth excuse not to do video <laughs> that you don't have the time because you know what you do. Some people, like I know you've done other interviews where they basically just turn the camera on and start talking. Right. Um, that doesn't work for me, but that God bless who, folks that do that. Right. For me, there, each video is going to be anywhere from 8 to 12 hours from research to writing the script to shooting and then editing. So I use for the edit, and actually in the beginning, I will say I did them all in one take, and you can tell, but <laughs> I've since edited. Um, and I, I do the editing myself. I have not yet gotten to the the point where I can uh, offload that just what do just you what do you use to edit I use a VSDC it's a free video editing uh, crowdsourced software okay um, so I use that and the other key is good sound so yep. I, I have a, a lav mic like you use um, I, originally I was plugging it into an external recorder but yeah. now I just plug it in I got the Sony ZV1 so I just plug it into there um, and then edit it. And then I use Canva to create the, uh, the kind thumbnails? of the scene. Well, yeah, for the thumbnails, but I also use it to create uh, cuts, like cut scenes oh, okay. um, between the different ideas on the video. So you were, you were about to say why, why you edit your own videos, and I think I cut you off. Yeah, there, there, I really don't have a good excuse for it. It, it. It's I just haven't gotten to the point. It's not even necessarily a financial thing. I just haven't gotten to the point where I'd have to basically move my calendar of content up. So I'd need to give additional time for that. Yeah. So instead of shooting Wednesday's video on Tuesday, I'd have to be shooting it the week before to give sufficient time. Yeah, totally. And I, I haven't gotten to that point. And then some of a lot, and I will say from a content standpoint, a lot of what I do isn't evergreen content necessarily. It's timely content. So yeah. it's like a market update for the first two weeks of January. Like I can't let that go too long. I have to wait for the first <laughs> two weeks. You can't wait to get the revision back and publish yeah. in March. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't cheat and do it in the first week of January and shoot it then. So yeah, so that's, that's it. It's, it's a shift in how I create video um, that I may get to at some point. Cause I could see blending, like I could blend kind of the more evergreen content, like the right. 10 ways to prep your home for sale. Uh, right. which doesn't have a deadline, I could blend it with more timely content uh, that I shoot myself. So, 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 okay. You, it sounds like you're definitely time blocking all of this stuff. You're, you're yeah. time blocking your creation schedule, your research, your yeah. post-production, um, you're editing your own stuff. What do you, what do you do or what does that checklist look like as far as how much effort you invest into like the right thumbnails, SEO. 
do you spend, I, I would venture to say that's a smart place to spend your time. Yeah. So SEO, so keywords on YouTube and keywords are two, two different ways to use keywords on YouTube are basically to tag the video, but then also the content itself, what you're saying and how you're saying it is important. So you, you rely on the keywords and I so guess then give, the third give, me an, is, give me an example of that. Oh, darn it. I knew that. <laughs> Putting you <laughs> no. on the spot. I know, and I'm not prepared for this. So, but, but okay. Like, okay, so for one of our video, uh, our other podcast that we're recording later today, we're, we're, there was this article that came out that said in the next, um, in the next two months, there might be uh, like a mass exodus of people buying outside or migrating out of California. Okay, awesome. So that's, so you get that, you read that article. So I read that article and I say, okay, I'm going to create content around this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into keywords everywhere and I'm going to go into TubeBuddy as well. TubeBuddy has keyword search. Right. And I'm going to start searching for different word combinations like moving out of California, um, exodus out of California, right. California escape. So I'm going to be playing with words to see which words are the most popular combinations because right. people, I don't always assume that people search the way I do. I used to Correct. assume that, but once you start doing the research, we're, we're realize, practitioners, we think differently. Yeah. Yeah. So once you start to do that, you may see that Exodus out of California has a unique number of searches that you'd never know. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. I, I now I'm going to, after we get off, off of this, I'm going to start researching that video by the way. But, uh, <laughs> That so you're going to go ahead and you're going to look at that and that's going to be used in your title. That's going to be some of those keywords are going to go into your thumbnail. Um, it's going to go in your description and it's going to go into your script. You're going to say moving out of California right. as many times as you can in the video um, as well. So see, this is where I get way deep analytical. <laughs> I go way deep way far into it much farther than i probably need to but it's no, i no, enjoy that's good. That. that's good so this is all seo this is what i i look at as as optimization for the content and so and I, I could be wrong by the way the, don't the, believe everything i say <laughs> the part um that i think is easy to skip over is uh choosing the right thumbnail how important is that yeah so choosing the right thumbnail so when we started out uh, especially in March doing well. So before March, our thumbnails would be just one of the screen captures, one of the automatically generated right. thumbnails and those don't do well. Then we started doing some pretty ugly ones in Canva. <laughs> and then I started looking at what other people are doing, like Graham Stephan, meet Kevin. You look at what those people do, Javier Vidana, Ken McElroy. Right. And, you adapt your thumbnails, you create your own style. Um, and then something we just started doing is TubeBuddy allows you to A-B test them. So oh, wow. now I'm doing that. And then here's a little hot tip. We use Canva to create the thumbnails and Michelle will do a draft and then I will modify the draft. But what I do is I, I have wheels on my chair and the reason that's relevant, I create the thumbnail and then I roll my chair back like five feet yeah. And look at that thumbnail to see if I can see anything on it, if I can read it, if it's going to capture my attention. I just, that helps me see it smaller. It changes your perspective. Yeah. Imagining somebody scrolling through a thousand thumbnails, will mine stand out? So. Right. So what video do you think, what video did you expect to take off but didn't? And then, <laughs> and then uh you had a couple of videos that went viral this year, didn't you? Or last year, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So viral is, is a, uh, is, put it in perspective. It's not millions <laughs> of views. Like there is a dude who, who um, they did a real estate video in Montana, I think. And theirs went viral. They got millions of views. No. My, mine is tens of thousands of views. And you know what? I'm darn proud of that. Heck yeah. But yeah, it wasn't, I had no idea when I was, I have no idea when I'm creating any video, how well really it will do. I'm optimistic on every single one and think, all right, this is it. 
and I've had enough of those not do anything. The, the, the right attitude to have, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to have that. You, you don't go to. in thinking, boy, this is going to oh, be this terrible. This is going to suck. No, <laughs> yeah. You got, but, you got to have optimism, man. Yeah, yeah. So, but I can tell you most of it was overly optimistic. They didn't do as well as I thought. But then the ones that did well, one was on foreclosures. That was my first video that, that went semi-viral. And then I did another one on don't buy now. And really that one, um, well, I guess I shouldn't go into too much, too personal thing, but my wife was frustrated with me because I was spending so much time creating content and <laughs> we had just gotten into a discussion. I was exhausted because it's a lot of darn work. I created that video and I didn't think it was anything special. But then the next day I did the thumbnail and I thought, you know what? I'm going to call this don't buy now unless, and you know what? <laughs> That one, has, it has done amazingly well. I got a lot of compliments from people, how it's helped them. So that's awesome. Yeah, you just, you never know. And, and <laughs> my wife, God bless her. I, I love her to death. And I think she gives me a little more uh, latitude now after that. That's <laughs> so. awesome. So how do you dial this back to, you know, to your business? So what I like about video is oftentimes when, we know we should be prospecting. And when you don't know where to go, you know, find a prospect, we're not out door knocking, we're not hosting open houses, and you tell somebody, hey, you should invest in more video. What I like about it is that it, instead of having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, you're having a one-to-many conversation. But, you know, for those of us yeah. that are just starting out, I, I get it, I don't have an audience, so how does this work? Um, how do you dial video back to, to kind of your business? Yeah, no, I didn't have an audience either. I had nine people in my audience, and I think it was my kids and my my mom. Or actually, my mom <laughs> actually didn't subscribe till much later on, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I love her. Don't worry. But no, it's um, it's yeah. You it doesn't matter how much experience you have in the business. Uh, most people don't have an audience on YouTube, and I, I that's what's crazy to me. Like I'll look at other agents that do a fair clip of business, and they have no YouTube presence whatsoever. So nobody has an audience. You have to build it. And from there, I what excites me about video, and it, it's, been, it's been reinforced by the comments and the outreach from people, it, it's it, people are watching it in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. um, people are getting to know me when, if they call me for help, and be, my channel has content related it's it's for tenants and landlords and it's for buyers and sellers so i have a lot of content that's geared towards evictions some of the eviction laws ab 3088 in california so that technical content i get people reaching out for help with very sad stories and i i do what i can to help them give them advice but just getting that and then getting they're thankful some of them are like oh my gosh you called me and that's, that's helped further reinforce that this is a great path to go down. And then you get the people who say, Hey, I, um, I want you to help me find a house. I'm like, Hey, how'd you find out about pretty, me? And pretty wild when that happens for the first time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guy says YouTube and I'm like, yes, this is working. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then do you, do you remember that when that happened for the first time? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I showed him some homes, didn't turn into a deal, but he was from Northern California. He ultimately bought somewhere else in California, but he sure as heck wasn't finding me, if not for my YouTube videos. Um, and then I send out referrals. I get folks looking for help all across the nation. Like that's what's crazy. The battle of doing local content versus content that appeals yeah. farther away. So that we could do like three or four podcasts on that. <laughs> but what YouTube will serve it up. So even if I'm doing something that's California specific, it will go out to other states. Right. And I will get referral business. Somebody needs an agent in wherever the heck USA, and I help them find an agent help them find somebody who knows what they're doing. I interview a few and then I get a referral fee out of it. Um, so that's also, I enjoy that. Like that becomes a, an easy check for me when I didn't have to actually close the deal. Yeah. I, I don't think it matters if, if, 
you know, anybody listening to this is thinking, should I focus on national real estate? Should I focus on local real estate? Well, I definitely think you should do some hyper local stuff. Yeah. But, but it, you know, it's good to talk about real estate at, on, on a national level. And I think sources like Keeping Current Matters do a pretty good yes. job of, of educating you and so that you can speak articulately about, you know, what's hoping, what's happening at a national level in the real estate market. Yeah. Here's, and here's the thing. So my content is mixed. So, and that's, it's probably slowed the growth of my channel. If it had been more national content, maybe I would have grown faster. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I do, I do a monthly market update and I do a two week market update. Okay. And I do it initially was for Orange County. Then I bolted on LA. Now I've bolted on Riverside. I might continue to bolt on the rest of Southern California here. Side note, searching for keywords, uh, a market update for Orange County, market update for LA is searched for way more than a SoCal real estate market update. I learned that by researching my keywords. So I would have been beating my head against the wall if I called it a Southern California real estate (laughs) market update. It has to be an OC market update, LA market update. So anyway, point is, there is a point to all this. The I now know my market way better than I ever did because That's I am awesome. checking out market stats every two weeks to create you have content. To. Yeah. Holy crap, <laughs> do I know more about my market? So we've got this guy, Stephen Thomas, who does his market updates, sends yep. out the information. Great, great stuff. We've got uh, a, a local news reporter, Jonathan Lasner, that does amazing articles. They're doing, they're publishing their stuff. I'm like, yeah, I already knew this. And because I'm now doing the research and that's what's fun. The content is making me a better agent. So, and then the other side benefit, look, I only practice real estate in Orange County. I will not drive to LA anymore. I'm probably not going to drive to Riverside anymore. I am at that point where I'm only staying in Orange County and maybe just coastal, but but the point is, I am my market updates. I'm generating leads to LA and Riverside that I refer out, and that's another revenue stream for me. And it's easy. And to be honest, like, why wouldn't watch you out, want agents? To do that? <laughs> I can do it in any market. I'm coming for you. Whatever, wherever, whoever's listening that's to this. Now, awesome. I'm I'm joking, but I could do that. I could pick your market wherever you're listening, because I know this is an international podcast. I can pick your market start doing videos, start generating leads and send them to you if you want. That's awesome. So, yeah. Why, so. why wouldn't you want to, you know, send referrals, right? Work for those referrals. Yeah. Sorry. I get excited about this. I don't know <laughs> if you can tell. <laughs> so I, I, I was going to ask you, you, you recently redid your website. Um, yeah. You send out a weekly email. How do you repurpose those videos? So I know you publish them. They sit on YouTube. They go out to your subscribers. But how do you repurpose that content to make sure you're still driving traffic to it? Yeah, that's a great, great question. And so it's, it's posted cross social media platform. So Michelle will work on that. She'll get it on the top uh, platforms. So first goes to YouTube. From YouTube, it goes to my blog. Um, and I embed the YouTube video on my blog. Uh, we put it on Instagram, um, LinkedIn, from my blog, it goes to LinkedIn. There's a reason I'm, I'm explaining all this. And then it goes on Twitter. So we put it on those different sites. What's interesting is video for YouTube, when your videos do well on YouTube, they don't do well on other platforms. So yeah. Instagram likes pretty videos. They don't necessarily like informative videos. LinkedIn is a whole different bird. I would think my informative videos would do better on there, but they don't. I got to solve that one. Are you, are but, you posting um, the link from YouTube or are you posting them natively on LinkedIn? No, no. So I stopped posting natively on LinkedIn and maybe I should revisit it. Um, I wasn't getting any SEO benefit out of posting yeah. natively. So what I do is we post it from our blog to LinkedIn. Gotcha. And that potentially drives traffic back. Okay, to circle back. So the YouTube video which is getting the most traffic of any of those. So it gets way more traffic than my blog. It gets way more traffic than any of the other channels. Um, That also has links underneath to my website. So I get 
SEO benefit because uh, Google owns YouTube. I get a big SEO benefit for my blog by mm -hmm. having the content posted, uh, having the video you're, natively. You're, you're generating having the video on content. YouTube and streaming and yeah. embedding it in my blog. Easy for me to say. So I do get benefits, SEO benefit for my blog. Um, and then my newsletter. So the big thing for me is I kept saying, I need to do a newsletter, need to do a newsletter. And it's for two reasons. One is to follow up with current past clients, but then the other is to like get other, get new business, get people to subscribe. Yeah. So in my YouTube videos, I talk a lot about my email newsletter. The videos are essentially the content for my email newsletter. So think of it Got this it. way. So I really work hard on creating my two videos a week. I do the research. When it comes time for Sunday morning to, po to do an email to my uh, subscriber database, it's just my videos. And I, I send them a link to my, my blog on my website awesome. to see the video. So there you go. So you, you really are repurposing it and getting as much mileage out of it as you can. Absolutely. I don't shorten it. Now I haven't done multiple edits. I may get to that point where I do multiple edits because that would be the best way to go. So you do, a, you do an edit for Instagram, right. you do an edit for Facebook. <laughs> yeah. um, but so, nice. so at what point and what's the call to action in your videos? So you mentioned that you call out or, or you call out your newsletter. Do you yeah. like, do you do your standard? Hey, welcome to my channel. If you get value out of this tutorial, you know, hit that subscribe button and check out my newsletter. Do you do that at the beginning? Do you do that at the end? Do you only do it in the content description? Great question. So the, in the beginning of the video, I will ask them to hit the like button. Mm -hmm. That's cause that's going to juice your video theoretically on YouTube. Yep. Uh, then that engagement. The, exactly. Then it, then I may once or twice mention the newsletter within in the middle of the video but at the end of the video is where i will ask them to subscribe to the email newsletter i'll ask them to leave a comment below because comments are also part of the juice to the mm -hmm. to getting your video to uh, move up higher uh, plus that engagement is good just in general any engagement is good on social media yeah um and then that's where i'll ask them to uh subscribe to my channel as well at that point in time at the and end. And do you, do you reply to all comments? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, so I, it's me, um, Michelle, my operations director, don't tell anybody, but she <laughs> does most of my other responses. So Instagram, that's usually her, but don't tell and, and Facebook. It's her unless it's technical, but for YouTube, it's all me. I actually enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and it's my channel. So I do delete comments, like anything that's- Anything that's, that's kind of trolly? Yeah, well, some troll stuff is okay to leave because as long as it's not, uh, not obscene, and yeah, as yeah. long as there aren't any threats in it, for the most part, I'll leave it because there's interesting things. As your channel grows, sometimes people, some of your, your subscribers will step in and defend you. And Yeah, that's right. There's interesting things that happen, so- I, I try to keep up as many comments on there as I can unless yeah. they veer into the obscene or, or threatening. So, so you mentioned this is, you know, translating to business for you. How, yeah. do, how does that usually sort of culminate? Are they reaching out through your channel? Are they just leaving a comment? Are they reaching out through your email newsletter? How do you kind of yeah. keep track of that? It's funny. It's funny. They end up, it comes in all different forms. I do have my email address and my phone number at the end of each video. Oh, wow. So I'll get phone calls, I'll get texts, I'll get emails. There's several people that, that reach out through Instagram direct message, it's, which is funny because I don't mention Instagram at all. I don't have a That's link to it. That's funny. But that, hey, just, just goes to show you people are researching you. <laughs> hey, fair point. I didn't think yeah. of it that way. Um, so those, and then they'll also visit my website and they'll, the contact section there, then a few comments on blog postings as well. Oh, wow. Reach out through there. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It's also a lot of channels to have to 
<laughs> to, to monitor, but, no, but, but, but you make it a, a point problem. then to, to ask them though, Hey, how did you hear about me? Or, Hey, how did you find me? Cause I think a lot of times yeah. we don't ask that, or it's weird to bring up. I don't know if I should ask at the beginning, the end, like you're just excited. You got a deal, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, Ricardo, with YouTube, 99.9% .9 of the time they will tell you that I saw, I was watching your YouTube videos. Yeah. That's, that's how, how it starts <laughs> yeah. out. There was just that, that first client, he was coy about it and I had to ask him, but literally every other time it, it, they, uh, that's the first thing they'll say. Yeah, no, happens all the time. I, we have a mutual friend, a, a, a lender, or you know who I do my other podcast with. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says guy. it all the time when buyers reach out for a purchase or a refi. It's hey, I saw your video covering this, or yeah. I saw your video talking about X. Yeah, I need, I need some help. Can you point me in the right direction? I mean, talk about a great way to start the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, big challenge. Uh, what are your big plans for 2021? Obviously, keep producing more content consistently. Are yeah. you happy with the sort of trajectory and the growth that you guys are experiencing? And has the website and newsletter been paying off? Yeah, it has been paying off as a good tool for follow up with past clients and uh, new business. Um, the website as well, I should mention, it's a Sierra Interactive website. I'm not getting a referral fee out of this. And feel free to cut this out if you need to. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's, my website itself actually has a lot of follow-up built in with GGMS. So I'd be remiss in not mentioning that because that actually then sends them houses and follows up with them on houses and, and multifamily as well. Um, so awesome. that turns into business. But so for big things this year, continue to churn out the content, uh, get content that fits well together. So like I want to create some specific um, landlord content, 1031 exchange, like multiple video content, things like that. Take folks through the process. Um, that's a big initiative this year. And then reviews. I need to ask for more reviews. So when you're done with this, Ricardo, if you found this podcast helpful to you, if you could leave a nice review for me on Google, I'd appreciate awesome. that. Awesome. <laughs> of course. And it doesn't have to be. And you can mention it. I was on your podcast. You don't have to pretend you bought a house. But um, yeah, anyway, reviews awesome. are important this year. Um, what's, your, what's your advice? So somebody who's getting started with video, I know we, we covered a lot. Hopefully you guys are getting you know, some good insight or some great insight, I should say into what an effective process should look like. But hey, Christian, what's, what's your word of advice to somebody who's just getting started and you know, is hitting that wall of intimidation? Two words, do it. I mean, that's <laughs> it. It sounds silly, but that's it. Just friggin' do it. Um, I guess I could even say like, get over yourself and do it. And I, I'm saying that to myself because you just think you're, you're all prim and proper and then you see yourself on video. And again, that's, that's you. So do it, yeah. do the video. People want to hear from you. Um, just do it from an angle of you want to help people. My, my Ser videos, servant mentality, we say. That's it. Servant mentality. Yep. My video isn't to get a listing. My video is to help explain to tenants and landlords <laughs> how they can take advantage of AB 3088. And uh, that's it. You got to do it from that angle. And then if anybody wants any advice, feel free to reach out. I ran through all the different channels. People reach out. You can use any of those. I, I love talking about it. Um, and then watch what others are doing. Watch some of the other channels out there. Um, and I know they can turn well, to you. I mean, that's what, that's what you did to come up with your, with your sort of process. So, yeah. so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Research what people that you emulate. Research what they're doing until you come up with your own style. And I would say, actually, if I can interject and, yeah, and yeah. modify what you said, research it and come up with your own style at the same right. time. Meaning yeah. don't, don't wait until you have a style. Like look at some of my first videos. Maybe I will actually show that silly video I referenced. <laughs> Maybe I'll show people what my video looked like eight or 10 years ago. Like, 
<laughs> you're gonna continue if each video if you make one tiny change and I do this I make one tiny change to every video whether it's the look of it whether it's what I say the intro the ending uh, the keyword the thumbnail you make one tiny change eventually you're gonna find stuff that works but you're not and, gonna and get there that one tiny man. change turns into a huge change over time yep but in the beginning tur turn on that selfie cam shoot something tell people who you are and friggin' put it on YouTube. The the other thing that I get, I was going to say is, you know, eliminate, I, I get a lot of yeah, but, and, and eliminate that from your, from your sort of outlook. Like, yeah, but yeah. Christian's been doing it for a while. Just, just get started. Yeah, but I don't yeah. have the right, you know, <laughs> technical equipment. Just get started. That's yeah, good. but I don't know how to edit. <laughs> There's a great service called VidChops, V-I-D-C-H-O-P-S.com. They literally will edit four of your videos and do up to three revisions and you get a dedicated video editor for $325 a month. Dude, that's awesome. Thank that, you that's for awesome. That. That's yeah. awesome. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, you know, eliminate yeah, but from your vocabulary. And like Christian said, just do it. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna pat myself on the back, but damn it, or sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm you. You can cut that out. I'm not gonna pat myself on the back, but I don't have enough time to do video. I've got four kids. I've got a busy <laughs> business. Um, I'm trying to like do all these different things. I don't have enough time for video. And again, I'm not patting myself on the back, but it dovetails into the yeah, but Ricardo just had a baby. <laughs> and here he is with a six month old in the other room. He's doing a podcast. That's amazing. Stop with That's the right. yeah, but. That's right. Awesome, man. Well, Christian, where can we find more about you? I know, I, I know that you mentioned where, but um, can you tell us where, where to find you specifically, how to Google you and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. So wireassociates.com is my website. That's W-I-R-E. It actually stands for Walsh Investment Real Estate Associates. And that's my handle on most of the major channels. Um, you can always reach out via email, cw at wireassociates.com or mm at wireassociates.com. That's Michelle Michi, my amazing operations director. Reach out Ooh. to her too. She's awesome. She is. I'm lucky. Well, thank don't you so much. About, I, well, I have to give a warning. Don't even think about trying to take Michelle. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Thank you. Box. Thank you for letting me be on this. This was an amazing, amazing opportunity. Keep doing what you're doing, Ricardo. I, I love how passionate you are and you get the message out there to the rest of the real estate industry. So thank you. Christian, man, I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you got value out of that. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.